from the Thai Cats Audio Network. This is Thai Cats Today with Louie Butko. Yes, it is Thai Cats Today for a Tuesday, September the 6th, 2022. Thanks for checking us out on the Thai Cats Audio Network. Louie Butko here with you. Happy post Labor Day. Happy first day of school, however, you're choosing to celebrate. Uh, I know my guest today. Uh, Mike Daly and his wife uh, sent their little one to school for his first day of school. Uh, So uh, it is first day of school. So if you're listening to this in the afternoon, maybe you're uh, driving around 3 o'clock, just just keep aware that uh, there may be kids on the road. There may be uh, buses on the road and uh, additional traffic. So just uh, keep your head on a swivel as uh, the kids head back and fourth to school. Just a nice little reminder there for you. Uh, oh yeah, the game. The Ticats uh, lost 28-8 to yesterday in the Labor Day Classic. Uh, their first ever loss on Labor Day at Tim Hortons Field. Drops to 3-9, and which right now is last in the East Division. And uh, uh, we'll hear from Coach O as he spoke after the game. And uh, as mentioned, Mike Daly is going to be by to uh, give his thoughts on... On what we saw last night uh, or yesterday afternoon, and I'm I'm speechless, which is hard for me to do. I honestly didn't expect that. If you heard me on the the pregame show, I was predicting uh, Tiger Cats pregame with uh, with Bubba and Andy. Uh, I very very sillily sillyly. I, I don't know that word, but uh, I made a bold prediction that uh, I thought the Tiger Cats were going to win big. And I said that to uh, to Courtney Stephen on the field before the game as well, and um, it just wasn't meant to be. As really, the Ticats offense couldn't find their rhythm, and uh, the Argos second half again made some adjustments, and uh, they were uh, able to come out on top, twenty eight to eight. Good news is the sun rose this morning, and that the Ticats are still just. A game and a half, two games out of the playoffs race for the second spot in the East Division. Uh, it certainly looks like now, though, a crossover is a, a likely possibility. Uh, so that second spot in the East, obviously what the Ticats should have their eye on as they kick off their final third of the season. And they do that on a week from Saturday on the 17th. That's also the Hall of Fame game, by the way. And if you want to join us for the Hall of Fame induction ceremony, the Ticats Audio Network will be there bringing you special coverage. Uh, more on that as uh, we get closer to the date. But uh, you can join us on the Friday before. That's the Friday, September 16th, for the uh, Hall of Fame induction ceremony and dinner. Uh, and then the next day, the Ticats take on the Winnipeg Blue Bombers, who improved to 11-1, by the way, this weekend. Uh, Zach Caleros and his crew coming back to Tim Hortons Fields uh, for the first time. Since their big win in the Grey Cup. Uh, and again, I didn't even mention that. The Grey Cup, we, we don't talk about that on this show. All right, the Tie Cats lost 28-8. to We heard from Coach O afterwards. And uh, I'm going to play a, a bit more of his comments than I normally would. Because I, I think it's important, A, to hear from the coach and the president of football operations where the team when the team's where it's at. But also... He left me with some optimism, not just for football, but to be honest, life. He's an optimistic guy, and uh, getting to be around him, uh, even when things are going bad like they are now, uh, he he provided some great reflection on what the team's going through right now and uh, and where they're at and, and how they plan to get out of it. But uh, Coach O was uh, first asked post-game about uh, the decision to uh, switch from Jamie Newman to Jalen Morton, and uh, here's what he had to say. Uh, to that question yeah you know 
Jamie showed signs. He's shown flashes of doing things. I thought he saw the pressures real well. You know, obviously not good enough. He'd be the first one to tell you that. And, you know, we're not going to beat beat that into the ground. I don't know how many times we punted. Double digits probably. A couple interceptions. Turnover on downs. You know, defensive battle, I think. I don't know how many times they punted, but a whole bunch also. Um, you know, defensive battle, and we, we weren't able to score points down the stretch. Uh, we talked about uh, Jalen possibly coming in the game if things were kind of going awry. There was a few things that uh, – just Jamie was missing out there that we had practiced, to be honest with you. And it wasn't a, a benching. It was something that we had talked about. And we just went with that decision to, you know, give give Jamie a break just to stand on the sideline for a minute. And, you know, you know it didn't turn out uh, the way that we envisioned it. But you don't know until you try. You know, in that type of game, you're trying to get something going. And uh, we didn't get anything going. Your defense kept you in the game, it was 8-8, eight, eight, uh, but not being able to sustain drives kind of became the issue. There is still a lot left on the table. There's still a second half of the season. Yeah. Will you and Tommy, maybe the whole club, kind of reassess what you have to do on offense going forward? Oh, 100%. You know, it, it'll be evaluated this, this bye week. Uh, like, everybody needs a break. Everybody needs to clear their head. Uh, we're not good enough right now, period. Um, we're good enough at times. We're good enough... You know, just not in all facets. Uh, we've got to be able to at least win two-thirds of the game, be it special teams, defense, offense, special teams, something. And um, for some reason, we're not able to do that collectively. So, um, yeah, everything will be looked at, Matt, for sure. And we'll take a deep dive. But, you know, the first thing everybody needs to do is just clear their head. And, you know, work, energy, um, that's, that's not a problem in this organization or with this football team. We definitely have execution challenges for sure. Just a break in the routine. I think everybody just needs a break in the routine. You know, coaches that things get very repetitious day one, day two, you know, day three, day before play. And um, sometimes, you know, even though we've changed up our rhythm and how we've practiced and, you know, some of our meeting structure and things like that, we're definitely not staying the same. Um, but, you know, it's all about, you know, the most critical stat is about winning. And so, you know, I, I could go on and on, but it's it's just uh, it's just sometimes you, it's a gut feel and you can see it and just, you know, everybody at times, no matter what job you have, needs a break. Yeah, the, the bottom line is you have to win. You got to win to get the first part of your, you know, to get to the postseason. And obviously we know that, but looking past, you know, we got, you know, the last six games to go, you got to take the first one first. And so you can't worry about what they mean. Uh, you have to worry about that game and how you're going to figure out a way to win. And, you know, the opponents are who they are. They've been there all year. Yeah, losing's tough. It's not something that, uh, you know, we've had some bumps, you know, since I've been here in 2013. And along the way, it hasn't been all smooth sailing. And, uh, yeah, lo losing is definitely not fun. It's tough. Uh, you know, just kind of built for this. You know, it's like whether it's a playing career, you know, everybody in life goes through something. Uh, you, be, you stay in this business long enough, you're going to hit these types of patches. And so, yeah, if you, if you can uh, enjoy all the wins in 15 and 3, sometimes you got to stand up and, and go through it uh, with the organization uh, when it's not going your way. And so we, we won't waver, you know, and uh, I'm not going to sit here and say it's easy. Because it's not. And, you know, it's 
Uh, it's tough on everybody. It's you know, it's tough on fans. It's tough on ownership. It's tough on players. It's tough on therapists, equipment people, and then so this. You know, it's not just about seeing what the players are made of. It's seeing what we're made of uh, as an organization. That is the head coach and president of football operations, Orlando Steinauer, as he spoke. Uh, and, yeah, it, acknowledging that losing sucks and also acknowledging that uh, a, a little break is, is necessary every once in a while. And no matter what your job is, I, I can certainly... Uh, here I can certainly understand the feeling about needing a little bit of a break, and uh, I guess more on that in just a second. Uh, but uh, that was Coach Joe as he spoke after the game. Still ahead, we'll be joined by uh, Mike Daly in just a second. But first, Ticats fans, it's time to ride on our strength. From now until October 13th, purchase four eligible Hercules passenger or light truck tires to receive a $100 Ticats rewards card and be entered to win our road trip sweepstakes. Available at participating Active Green and Ross Ontario locations or visit HerculesTires.com slash AGR rewards. Uh, speaking of Mike Daly, he's with us now. He's a Ticats Audio Network analyst. He's a former Tiger Cat himself and he was at the game uh, yesterday with his family. So a unique perspective uh, for him. Uh, we'll get to that in just a second, Mike. Let's just start with the Ticats because hitting the bye week, not where they want to be, three and nine, but coach was somewhat optimistic there. He, he acknowledged that he's an optimistic person. Let's build on that. Uh, I guess the optimistic part is that the Ticats are still controlling their own destiny. The Montreal Alouettes are coming up on the schedule and they're ahead of them in the standings but not by much yeah the second second place is kind of that target now right because with that lost labor data argos it's it's going to be really really tough to catch them they, they'd have to have a complete collapse and tie cuts got to run the table so realistically second places but you're right it's like you know, everyone wants to say the world's falling apart in the tie cat, you know, realm, but it's not true because they definitely have enough time and, and enough games against the right opponents that they write their own ship, at least to get into the playoffs. And yeah, they got to do a lot of soul searching and figure out, you know, how they can get past some of these games, but it is all in front of them. So, hey, I'm with you on this optimistic portion. I'm with you. Yeah, we'll, we'll take it. Because what else do we have to be other than optimistic right. uh, when it comes to this season? Because obviously three and nine, it's going to be tough. But when you look at the bodies that are in place, and you played with these guys, right? I mean, Dylan Wynn is a competitor. Brandon Revenberg is a competitor. And, and the, the leaders on this team who are healthy, not to mention the leaders who aren't healthy, who are still around, how do you rally the troops, man? You were, you were a leader on special teams last year. How do you rally the troops in times like these? Yeah. I mean, it's tough. I'm not, not going to lie. It's, it's tough because you, it's the same story where it's like, man, we have this chance to win. You know what I mean? As the players talking to each other, we have this chance to win. We just cannot get over that hurdle. So what do we have to do as leaders to be able to step over that hurdle and I bet all of those guys that you mentioned, right? Uh, Dylan Wynn, Brent Revenberg, Tunde Adelike, Jamal Roll, those type of guys are all sitting there probably on this bye week, unfortunately, sitting there going, what do I need to do to be able to help other people around me, right? Like I've, they've been in that situation before where it's, okay, I need to step my own game up, but now it's in this world of, you know, these losing the tough games, what do I have to do to help other guys be able to step up and make these type of plays so that we don't end up being out of playoffs early? Because it, it is hard, especially right now when you continually lose games, even though you're in that playoff race, that's the one thing that's going to keep you going. But 
like you lose these type of games the way they are and it'll it'll start eating at you so it's it's tough tough business for those leaders last time uh we had last bye week we also had you on uh, during that time and we're not gonna we, we went through the discussion about how important it is to get away from the game we heard from coach about it after the game where he said it's 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 the minutia of the every day of day three day two day one walkthrough game day recovery right there and it is and this was a very long stretch between bye weeks i guess of two this month in fact um again we've talked about it before but how do you again back to rallying the troops what's what would be the plan to get guys together to keep guys light while also trying to recover would you be one of those guys trying to hey does does anyone want to go to florida for the weekend or what would, <laughs> what would you be trying to do right now because i know i know task is a big florida guy him and him him and jenna would already be gone uh by this point but uh what would you be trying to do to help just chill the mood yeah, well, the, the nice thing about the bye weeks is it's almost like a reset, right? And I think that's exactly what this team needs is a reset to be like, okay, let's take some time off and go see your families, right? If you want to go on a vacation. I don't think there's really going to be much team activities. You know, maybe the people staying around Hamilton, um, they might get together, you know, like I said before, play a little bit of golf or, or do something that's with the people around. But I don't think you do anything where you say, hey, I'd like to get everyone together, as many people together as you can, because these bye weeks, like you said, it was such a large stretch that, you know, people want to go home and see their families. But that's almost exactly what's needed right now, right, is to try to get and it's impossible, but try to get your mind off of football and try to just go home and, you know, see people that, you know, might talk about football a little bit, but understand probably shouldn't say anything about the the Ticat, so. That's kind of what I think is needed for this team right now is just that fresh reset going into these next few games. A chance to put things into perspective, maybe. Uh, you know, yeah. when you talk about going back, a lot of some maybe some American players, especially with you know some some easier restrictions at the border, uh, going back to high school or, or your colleges and, and getting a, a perspective on why you play the game. Yeah, and that's the that's the biggest thing, right? Because you can get in this world of when you're losing, of like oh my gosh, this is the worst. You know what I mean? Why can why can we not win? Nobody's really happy around the building, right? When you're losing, it doesn't matter who you talk to. It could be the Drew, the equipment guy. It could be the, the scout that's just kind of hanging around, whatever it might be. No one's happy. So to be able to step back and just kind of take a big, big breath, I think that's kind of what they need. And to help get some people healthy, right? That's another huge, huge timing of this bye week is, you know, Winnipeg coming up, you need some of your guys healthy so that you can push it over this, this little stretch that they have. I'm not sure if Stro is going to be uh, happy that he was name dropped in the episode or, uh, <laughs> or embarrassed that you threw him under the bus that he's cranky when you're losing. I, I don't know which one he's going to be, but well, I guess we'll have to find out once they're back. Uh, you mentioned the Winnipeg Blue Bombers on the calendar. I mean, that, that is as, as great of a test as you can get coming off a of bye week. Uh, how how do you approach that one? I know it's a far ways away. I know the guys probably aren't thinking about it yet, but I mean, coach, I don't want to say he wouldn't be doing his job because he deserves a break too, but it's in the back of their mind. It's it, the Winnipeg Blue Bombers are, are the next team on the schedule. How do you approach that game? Oh, if, yeah. And if you think the coaches are taking a, a full bye week, they might take a day off right there. They're, they're working about as hard as you are, man. So <laughs> they might take a day off, but that's probably about it because they understand, Hey, we have to get these guys prepared. Exactly how I was talking about with the leaders. 
those coaches are leaders, right? They are the leaders of those, you know, the special teams, offense, defense, oh, the head coach. So they're sitting there going, what do I need to do a little bit more to be able to help these guys? So they're going to, you know, dive into all the film. Okay, when did Winnipeg lose? How did they lose? How did people beat them? How did people slow down Zach? How did people attack their defense? And they're going to have all that laid out and come come to battle with a plan. But that's going to be, you know, their entire bye week is going to be eaten up by that. So if you think they're taking any time off, especially in the situation they're in, absolutely not. I like I like how you said how do you slow down Zach because it's it's not a matter of stopping uh, Caleros it's a it's a matter of slowing him down. Uh, last one here for you again. Started optimistic. We're going to finish optimistic or at least positive uh, because you had a unique perspective of the Labor Day Classic that you probably had never had uh, in the stands at Tim Hortons Field for a Labor Day Classic. You had the fam down there as well. What was that experience like? And your overall assessment on game day, uh, you and I both know there was a lot of work that went into everything that fans saw on the big screen and on the field. So just uh, your overall impression on uh, what was, other than the action on the field, uh, <laughs> uh, the rain held off for the little bit, uh, but your overall impression on the, the Labor Day Classic from that perspective. Oh, it, it doesn't get any better than Hamilton. I mean, the, the atmosphere that's around. And the, the craziest part is that when you're playing, you don't really realize everything that goes into it, right? And that's kind of what I've experienced this year is how much there truly is that goes into it. And just around the stadium and what people are doing while the game's going on, you know, the different activities and everything. That's, so getting down there with the family and being able to walk around, say hi to people and, and have the kids there and watch a football game with the kids, it was it was awesome, but the amount of effort that is put in by number one, the fans coming out and, and just having an absolute blast, the, the atmosphere anywhere you go is electric. And then the amount of stuff that's going on. So, you know, stadium ops and what they're doing, it is so cool. And it was, it was really fun. It was eye opening for sure to see all the stuff that goes on and how many people are involved in it. So, you know, it, it just, it makes you pretty happy, right? Because as a player for so long, you don't you see it you see the fans you hear them but you don't understand everything that goes into it because you're just so wrapped up in the game so it was cool yeah. it was really yeah. cool no it was cool it was my first game of the year actually uh having to do that oh. other job i know so it was uh I, you know i felt like a big shot uh, i was i was uh you know getting stopped and uh no no i wasn't but uh i know you were you were swarmed i tried to go over and say hi and i was like oh man i don't have time but uh, uh swarmed by the kids crawling on me for the popcorn maybe <laughs> but yeah that's about it that's it uh mike appreciate this as always thank you uh for being my only guest this week so thank you Woo-hoo. i appreciate that <laughs> hey, anytime. This was fun. That is Mike Daly, Tigers Audio Network analyst and uh, former Tiger Cat himself. And uh, just a special shout out. Uh, he, his last answer there uh, sparked something. Um, special shout out to uh, to my coworkers uh, within the Hamilton Tiger Cats organization. Um, okay, the results on the field. We mentioned this. Not what what we want, but off the field. Uh, stadium ops who flipped the field from Forge to Ticats back to Forge to uh, an Arkells concert to to a hockey game uh, to, to see their hard work uh, really I mean a sellout last night we haven't even mentioned that a sellout 25,000 the largest ever crowd uh, for a Ticats game at the uh, at Tim Hortons field um, again the results on the field not what we wanted but uh, the game day experience it was my first game back and uh, it was a nice reminder of why 
Uh, the hard work that I get to see people put in every single day at that uh, organization uh, was rewarded because the game day experience, bar none, uh, one of the best. So special shout out to uh, to obviously uh, to to Mark and Jerry and uh, and of course Chuds who <laughs> who was hustling. So uh, uh, yeah, again, and our content team uh, who I've been lucky enough to get to work with the last couple of years. Again, I feel like I'm rambling here to something bigger, but it's just as just to acknowledge the fact that. Uh, that I was really impressed with with the game day staff and and the experience uh, and recognizing the hard work of everybody uh, behind the scenes uh, to make game days run smoothly. So uh, I did allude to the fact that I uh, I was taking a break and uh, uh, good news if if you're somebody who likes listening to me I'm not going anywhere too far uh, or or anywhere too long. Uh, bad news if if you don't like listening to me. Uh, but I will be off the rest of the week. So for the first time in the history of this show on this network, uh, I will not be hosting Ty Cats today for a few days. Uh, it'll be RJ Broadhead filling in, and uh, no one more capable of uh, stepping in to fill my shoes uh, through the rest of the week. I will be back next week, so I look forward to uh, talking to you then and setting up a huge, huge Week 15 matchup against the Winnipeg Blue Bombers that game, as mentioned, the uh, Hall of Fame game. So we will uh, see you next week. Hang in for RJ the rest of the week. He's got some great stuff planned for you. Uh, again, talk to you next week. From all of us here at the Ticats Audio Network, I'm Louis Butko. Hope you have a great day. Ticats Today can be heard every weekday, and we would like to hear from you. Email us at gameday at ticats.ca. Have a question or an opinion? We want to hear it. That's gameday at ticats.ca. Subscribe to the Ticats Audio Network on Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts.